Welcome in. You are listening to the Blue Notes Podcast, a presentation of Indianapolis Colts stories, notes, and juicy roster moves. I am your host, Benji Taylor. And this is Sammy Season. Sammy Season. Yes, Sunday, Sunday evening. After another sad Colts loss, I started thinking about our next episode and it gave me the blues. Monday morning in the shower where I do my best thinking, I'll tell you, I had nothing. There was nothing new to say about this team. I had already used every sad adjective to describe the 22 Colts. Even their wins to this point were mostly sad showings. I wondered if I should take a week off or should I try to spin this thing positively? Would that even be possible? Much like the Colts, I was at a loss. Then, Monday at approximately 2 p.m., the Colts dropped a nice news bomb on us. Second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger was announced as the new starting quarterback for the Colts. Matt Ryan is benched. Wow. Now, this is what we wanted, right? Matt Ryan... I like the guy, but he has struggled so much. I think most of us wanted to see Sam, yet I never thought the Colts would turn to him so early. But they did. And I'll tell you why I think it was the right move. Stay with me, Colts fans. I think this is the absolute right move, and I'll tell you why I think that. But first, I'd like to address some immediate concerns or worries. As bad as our team has looked through seven weeks, they're not eliminated from playoff contention. They're not out of it. Matt Ryan has a slight injury, but he's not done for this season. So why now? Why make what seems like such a desperate move now? As Coach Wright kept repeating after the loss to the Titans, the Colts are 3-3-1. That's as 500 as a team could possibly be. 500 through 7 weeks is not that bad, right? There's no need to panic. Plenty of teams have struggled to start this season. Here's a list of teams who have 3 or fewer wins through the first 7 weeks. The Rams, Packers, Niners, Bucks, and Cardinals. That's not a bad list to be on. And the Colts are at the top of that list because the tie means they have one fewer loss than all of those teams except for the Rams who have only played 6 games so far. But we know better, right? What we've seen with our eyes tells quite a different story. This Colts team is a mess. At week seven last year, the Colts were three and four, but they were averaging 24 points per game and at that point had lost seven turnovers. That was with Carson Wentz, who we thought was the more erratic quarterback. This year, with a polished veteran, I'm using air quotes there. At quarterback, the Colts are averaging just 16 points per game. Even if you throw out the shutout against the Jags, the Colts are only averaging 18 points per game. And through seven weeks, the Colts have lost 14 turnovers. That's double, double from a year ago. Last year, it kind of felt like the Colts were a little better than the record was through seven weeks. This year, it kind of feels like the team is lucky to have escaped a losing record to this point. One more brief cause for concern is this. Can the Colts develop a young quarterback? Do they have any interest? Think about it. This is completely uncharted waters for the Colts. 
They haven't had to do this once, not even once in the past 20 years. Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck were both ready-made guys. There was very little development needed. And you could argue that the team failed Luck. His best years were his first three seasons in the league. There was no development there. And since then, the Colts have given up on quarterbacks so quickly. To this point, they have shown zero interest in developing a young quarterback. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but guys like Peyton and Andrew, they don't come around very often. They're like once-in-a-lifetime players, and the Colts have had two of them. Most teams have to take a player who's a bit rough around the edges and work on him, coach him, and give the man some grace. It takes patience. Look what the Bills did with Josh Allen. His first year in the league, he couldn't hit the wet side of the ocean. Five years later, he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Lamar Jackson was drafted in the back end of the first round of that same draft in 2018. Nearly every team had a chance to draft him, but they passed. The Ravens took him and built an offense around him. They invested in him, and now they can't pay him enough. The Colts have never done this, nor have they wanted to. I'm excited for Sam. I I just hope the team is patient with him and gives him a chance to succeed in the long term. Benching Matt Ryan and turning to Sam Ellinger, to me, seems like the right move, and here's why. This isn't the most important reason, but it might save Frank Reich's job. Let me be honest, if the season ended today, I think Frank gets canned. If it continues on this trajectory over the next 10 weeks, I think he's done. I have no intel, I don't know anything, but we all know that Jimmy Ursay is not quick to fire anybody. But Frank looks tired, if you ask me. He looks tired, he looks exhausted. He's always been somewhat deadpanned in his demeanor, which I think is more of a planned resonance. But it's more than that. The man looks exhausted. And I cannot blame him. The turnover at the most important position has taken its toll on the franchise, definitely on the fans, and it's taken its toll on Frank. It's also important to remember that Matt Ryan wasn't his guy. Carson Wentz was. Philip Rivers was. Those quarterbacks were handpicked by Frank. And honestly, that's why I was kind of excited about Matt Ryan, because he wasn't an old familiar flame. He was, he was old, but unfamiliar. Frank didn't pick Matt. He supported him, verbally anyway. Frank has said all the right things, but I think deep down, he wants this move to Sam. Coach Reich generally prefers a veteran guy who can command the offense, someone who can read defenses and make the right call in the most difficult scenarios. We know that. But I also think he wants a player with some athleticism who can run a quicker rhythm to offense. More than anything, Sam gives Frank a chance at new life. This is a big if, but if Sam shows some kind of potential over the next 10 weeks, even a sliver of a chance that he could be the future quarterback for the Colts, I think Frank gets another year to work it out. Frank wants this, and frankly, I think he needs it. You know, I was thinking about that, about the state of this team and how tired Frank looks, and I could only come up with two ways Frank returns next year. One, the Colts win the Super Bowl, (laughs) or at least make a deep, you know, really deep playoff run, and I think that is not likely to happen. The other way is for him to find our future quarterback. It might be less likely than the Colts winning the Super Bowl, but if Sam looks like he could be the starter for a while, 
Even if the Colts' record isn't all that great down the stretch, I think Frank stays. The record doesn't matter all that much. This team can still stink, (laughs) but if Sam instills a bit of wonder and excitement, it would make sense to keep the head coach around to pair the two. That brings me to my second reason why I think this is the right move right now. We get to learn about the guy. Weeks before the Colts traded for Carson Wentz during the 2021 offseason, I really thought the Colts <laughs> I really thought the Colts should start Jacob Eason. <laughs> it sounds nuts to say that out loud now, but that's what I wanted. They had just missed on Matt Stafford. Eason was the only quarterback on the rosters so far as I recall. I'd heard about his big arm. He was a fourth-round pick. I thought, why not? The worst that would happen would be a high draft pick the following season with an opportunity to draft the next quarterback. Well, the Colts didn't see it that way. They traded for Carson, and a year later, they were looking for another quarterback. Jacob Eason wasn't the answer. I know that now. But the only way to know for sure is to give these guys a chance. I love the idea of giving Sam Ellinger a chance. He was a celebrated four-year starter at the University of Texas. He thrived during the preseason. His character is unmatched. He's like a Tim Tebow with better mechanics. (laughs) We know he has limitations, I know, but I think he deserves a chance. It pains me to say this because I like Matt Ryan. He seems like a nice guy, but Sam cannot be worse than what we've seen so far from the quarterback position. Nine interceptions and 11 fumbles in seven games. Sammy can't be worse than that. For weeks, I have isolated one issue that has been breaking games into wins or losses, and that's the turnover margin. If Sam can just turn the ball over a little less than Matt Ryan, he'll be okay. The one knock on Sam coming into the draft was his arm strength, And I just can't see that as being a significant downgrade from where Matt Ryan is at age 37. At worst, maybe it's about the same. This fan base deserves to see if Sam can be the guy. And if he's not, then we move on. Something else we'll learn over the next 10 weeks, and I alluded to this earlier, is whether Frank Wright can coach. To my knowledge, the only other chance he's had to develop a young quarterback was the young Carson Wentz, and that didn't go so well in Philly. I wouldn't put it all on Frank, but that was an organizational failure. He was a number two overall draft pick and was benched in his fifth season. The Philadelphia Eagles failed to develop Carson Wentz into a perennial starter. Early in his career, Reich worked with Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers, but they were established guys. I don't know how much of a role he played in developing them. As head coach for the Colts, this is one challenge he hasn't faced, and I'm curious about how he responds. Prior to this season, his quarterbacks have fared well in Indy, statistically speaking, but I wouldn't say that Frank was developing them or coaching them all that much. Andrew Luck didn't need much guidance. Rivers was basically a coach on the field. Matt Ryan was established and set in his ways. Jacoby needed some guidance, and the same for Carson in his second stop with Frank but they were only starters for one season under Coach Reich. It kind of seems like the Colts just aren't that interested in developing a young quarterback. This is an altogether new challenge for Frank, and while I'm glad the quarterback switch will teach us what we need to know about Sam, 
I think we'll also learn whether Frank can develop a young talent and coach his way through this. Unlike Carson Wentz, I do think that Sam Ellinger is coachable. He wants to learn. We'll find out whether Frank wants to teach. Another reason this move is the right one? It's good for business. (laughs) It is. Like it or not, the quarterback change is good for business. From what we understand, this move was initiated by the owner, Jim Irsay. As I mentioned, I think Frank is on board. I do. Who knows what Chris Ballard wants? It doesn't really matter. Jimmy wants Sam, so Sam is in. And I get it. I haven't felt this intrigued since the Carson Wentz trade. And before that, it was the fragile hope of a healthy Andrew Luck. I'm not comparing the talent. In fact, it has nothing to do with talent. The product had just gone stale. The Colts brand nationally is not an exciting topic. That much was evident in the primetime game against the Broncos, the one that set football back two decades. We all know the brand has dulled. As I mentioned before, following another Titans loss with another old quarterback, I was stumped. I had nothing to write and nothing to say. But now, there's news. News about the Colts. This move Monday made headlines and that's good for business. My friend and brother-in-law Patrick and I are going to the game Sunday, making the trip from West Virginia. A few weeks ago, we thought we would be seeing the Carson Wentz revenge game, and that's why we chose this one. I never imagined that Carson would be hurt and Matt Ryan would be benched. But I have to tell you, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm way more excited for the game now just because it's something new, something different. There's new intrigue. To be clear, I do not think this was purely a business decision by Jimmy Ursay. No, it, it was a football move that just happened to be really good for the brand. Lastly, and this is the most important reason, Sam brings a bit of hope to the franchise. Let me be real with you. This, this world is a sad, dark place if you don't have any hope. It is. If you work a job that you don't enjoy and come home to a family who doesn't love you nor support you and you have no way of changing your circumstances, that can be a daunting reality. I don't know whether you are a person of faith, but I think that we all have to believe that something better than this exists. That's what gets us out of bed in the morning. That belief is the birth of hope. And this same yearning plays out in all areas of our lives, even with or you might say especially with, our own sports teams. We have to believe that our sad situations can get better. There has to be a way that this could soon turn around. Sometimes hope looks silly. (laughs) I have to admit, I once thought a first-round trade for a struggling running back would solve all of our problems. But you know what? Trent Richardson wasn't, in fact, the answer. (laughs) I suggested that maybe Jacoby could be the next Ben Roethlisberger, and I wanted to turn the keys of the franchise over to Jacob Eason. (laughs) All of these wild ideas were sewn together by one unifying thread, a fragile, hard-on-my-sleeve kind of hope, undying hope. I was guilty of the notion that somehow this next move would be the right one and things would get better. When I put it that way, it does sound silly and maybe pathetic. Maybe Sammy isn't the answer for the Colts. Maybe not. But he deserves a chance. And we deserve a chance to believe. And I still believe that hope is a good thing. 
This is it. Sammy's season starts Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Patrick and I will be in attendance. We thought we'd be seeing Carson Wentz's revenge game, but this one has an entirely new intrigue. I saw a video Thursday. Reggie Wayne was talking about the quarterback switch. He said that it had been about a year since Michael Pittman Jr. had caught a pass from Sam Ellinger. That just doesn't happen in practice, that the third string, who eventually became the second string, throws a pass to the first string guy. It just doesn't happen very often. And in this case, it's been about a year since Pittman had caught a pass, since he has caught a pass from Sam Ellinger. That's not ideal. (laughs) It's not. Reports from the team also say that most of the players were pretty shocked when they heard about the quarterback switch. So, I know, there could be some growing pains, but... I expect Sam to play sound football. I say this every week, and I'll say it again now. If the Colts protect the ball, they have a chance. They have a chance. If they win or even tie the turnover battle, I think they win this game. It's Sammy's season. Let's go. Take care and go Colts. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes Podcast. I'm Benji Taylor. Thanks for listening.